<laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Deliriously Intriguing. Tonight is very special because I got my bro, not only my bro, this is family right here. We got Austin Kaplinger all the way from Alaska because this man is serving our country and that's where you're stationed. Uh, before that, you were in South Korea. You tell me you're going to go back. Yep. Uh, so, dude, you're all over the place. Uh, before you were in the military, you were also like this uh, rambling man traveling around. Me and you just uh, doing so much. Dude, just tell me everything that's been going on in your life lately. Uh, I'm super impressed by you, all the work you're doing for the country. Uh, not only that, for, for yourself and for your family. So, go ahead and tune everybody in, bro. Well, um... Thanks for the introduction, by the way, Aaron. That was nice. Hey, anytime, baby. Uh, you know, I'm up there in Alaska right now, but actually leaving Alaska um, and heading to Fort Lewis, Washington out there, up there in Tacoma, Washington. Ooh. So about 45 minutes outside of Seattle. Um, so you still in the Subaru, or are you like in a Tacoma now? What are you no, rocking? Gotcha, no. <laughs> You're trying no. to be uh, <laughs> repping what, the town, right? Funny story. I had a Subaru out back, you know, so yeah. uh, I got rid of that thing. But yeah, no. Did it treat I'm, you well in Alaska? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That all-wheel drive comes in handy when there's about, you know, five feet of snow on the damn ground. So. Dude, that's the crazy thing. I have that little Mazda, but it's all-wheel drive. Every time we went to Colorado or anything, like, these big old souped-up dooleys and everything, we're like, wah, 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 exactly. they couldn't do shit, and I would go right through it, bro, with exactly. ease. Every time, not even close to getting stuck. So I think those little all-wheel drive cars are, like, the best option. Well, they weigh nothing, you know, so, and it's it's continuous all-wheel drive um you know it's not it's not like a you know like a big gigantic you know four thousand pound vehicle that sinks into the snow that's true you know, and then you got to drop it into four-wheel drive you know these things are continuous so you know it's always on before you need it you know? yeah you're right um and crazy story bro we were driving one night from aspen bro and i don't know have you ever had this happen to you i'm sure you have we're driving, it's a little late, it's like getting close to two in the morning because when we left Aspen, we were actually staying in a small town called Marble. Okay. So it was like an hour and a half drive to our cabin in, I mean, very high elevation in the thick of the mountains. Gotcha. Dude, before we know it, I'm going like 60, probably a mistake, but I'm just trying to get back. Mm -hmm. I'm from Texas, whatever. Got Renata with me in the car. All of a sudden, this looming figure is in the road and... Before we knew it, I, dude, the biggest elk I've ever seen in my life. Luckily, though, he was in the other lane. And, dude, I just held the steering wheel. And I swear to God, dude, as we drove by, I mean, I just held the steering wheel like, please don't move. Please don't move. It's mm -hmm. just a two-lane highway. Yeah. Both sides are snow. You don't want to wreck in the middle of the night out there. Especially, you don't want to hit that thing. The biggest animal I've ever seen in my life. And he's just towering like over us. And as I drive by him, it was like in slow motion, dude. I just all I could do was look out my window. And I swear that thing was looking in my eyes. And then finally he just turned away. And it was the scariest moment ever. Have you ever had anything like that happen in Alaska? So we don't have elk up there. Um, oh, you don't? I no, didn't know that. No, uh, we have moose, though, <laughs> and caribou. Um, Even bigger. So there's been a lot of close encounters with moose. Um, Luckily, um, you know, I haven't had any, you know, close encounters where it's been, you know, you know, just coming down with snow and whiteout conditions. 
I've been able to see them up, you know, about a half a mile down the road and just you start honking your horn, trying to get them to move and you start slowing down. But I've had quite a few buddies up there that's yeah. hit hitting moose and that does not go over too well. Completely totals vehicles because they stand, you know, probably they can get as tall, I think, as like five feet tall, um, five, six feet tall. And they're just nothing but legs on the bottom part. So when you hit them, that whole body just comes back through your windshield. Yeah. So it's not like the, your front of your vehicle is hitting the mass of the animal. It just takes their legs out and bam. And especially if you hit a bull moose with one of them big racks, it can do some damage to you. So aside from just driving into it, did you ever have any close encounters with getting charged, ran up on by a moose? Mm, I was smart enough to keep my distance. I've been fairly mm. close to them. Um, one time I was walking out of my house to go to work and I... Uh, Got probably roughly, you know, 10 feet, 15 feet, and then there's a moose right behind my car over there, you know, on the other side, and I just, I back up a little bit, and I get my camera out and actually recorded a video of it. Oh, that's epic. But you got that video? I do, I do. You, you should send me that. Okay, yeah, Let's, we'll do. Can we post the video? Yeah, for sure. Dude, epic. Yeah. So we got a video. We're going to post that up right now. Hopefully we find the video, no, otherwise I, I I'm going to look like an idiot. No, I definitely okay, got that perfect, thing. It's perfect. all yours. Dude, that's badass. Yeah. So, uh... Outside of the moose, very dangerous animal, very majestic animal. Love a, a, a nice shot of a moose, bro. Oh, yeah. Did you ever have any encounters, though, with uh, Kodiak? Oh, y'all no. have, Were y'all close to Kodiak grizzlies? or? So Co Kodiak is actually the place in Alaska. That's whew, roughly about 15 hours or so, give or take, depending on how you're going to get there, from Fairbanks where I was at. But, you know, it's not uncommon outside of Fairbanks to have grizzlies. Um, one of my friends actually posted a video, I think it was two weeks ago, of three grizzly cubs out by their outhouse, um, which I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a lot of dry cabins, which means there's no running water and you got to take a shit outside in an outhouse. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember the stories, dude. That's okay. So like <laughs> getting stationed there, did you really want that or do they give you options or you just, Oh yeah. Unfortunately, well, you get your, your basic um, housing allowance and stuff. So it's a, it's a set amount and then you pick wherever you want to live. But I, I figured since I'm going to Alaska, it's kind of a, it's called the last frontier. I wanted to really experience Alaska, how, you know, a lot of people don't get to experience Alaska and rough it at least a little bit. And I did that for a year. What about the fresh fish market? Are you able to get like some king salmon, fresh cod, or anything like that? If you don't know anyone up there that has fresh king salmon or just regular salmon or or anything like that, then you don't know anyone. <laughs> Everybody mm. has has fish up there. Um, I've been watching uh, Gordon Ramsay's uh, cooking show. You mm -hmm. ever see it? Uh, I've watched a few of them. Yeah, I watched. Did you watch the one he goes to Alaska? I didn't watch that one. I watched Dude. one where he cooked a steak down here in Texas, and I was like, "Whoa, that's the best looking steak." Oh I've yeah, seen. dude, he's up there, and they—I uh, don't know if it's the Inuit. Uh, Potentially, um, it was like some very, very traditional uh, native families. And, dude, they, they killed a seal. And if you're not native, you can't do that, like, the way they're doing it. And no. they cook them and eat them. And uh, his his granddaughter, the old man's granddaughter, is braiding the intestines. He's like, what is that? It's the intestines. And he's like, oh, great. And she's braiding it like some hair. Mm -hmm. And they uh, they end up cooking that down and making, like, a jerky out of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Incredible, right? Yeah. I've uh, actually haven't had seal, but I've had well blubber, which is called muktuk. Mucktuck. Um, yeah, that's not too bad. And a uh, smoked whitefish um, is really delicious. Ooh. So that's a really common thing um, in the villages is to catch up 
um, you know, your fish and stuff through in the fishing season and then smoke it and store it through the winter. So because it lasts longer. So uh, how did that change you, bro? Living there, having to deal with the elements like that. I mean, to not have running water. Is that even even in the summer? Like you never have running water? It's no, just, never. No, no, just no running water. Dude, a lot of people will be listening right now. Like, how did you survive? Well, um, to, to the perspective thing first, I think uh, it really puts into perspective how much we take for granted. Um, even just running water, really, like, you know, just be able to walk into a bathroom, flush down your your doings and then, you know, go and wash your hands real quick, you know, and never think anything yeah. of it. It's a quick, you know, thing. But when you when you live like that, you have to plan those things out. Um, if you're out of water, you don't get to wash your hands. So we would get water jugs. Um, and by that, I mean, like, if you've ever seen, like, the six-gallon or five-gallon, um, like, diesel can-looking things, the plastic ones, we would get those. And we'd go through about, you know, 20 gallons of water a month because you're oh, trying wow. to conserve it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you don't just get to wash dishes. Like, you don't have a dishwasher, clearly. Uh, but just washing dishes is like its own little thing because we had a sink, but no no water running through it, right? Um, so we would pour the water across the dishes and it would drain into a big five-gallon bucket underneath. So not only are you trying to make sure your dishes are clean, you're making sure you don't overflow the bucket. And then once it gets filled, you take it outside and you dump it and you bring it back in. That's incredible. You go through two And then thinking those. about the whole time, thinking about grizzlies and moose. Funny, <laughs> funny thing is, whatever else really, could kill you. I never really thought about them out, out there. Um, we lived um, in a kind of a riverbed area. Um, it's about 30 minutes out of town. Um, and I never really saw grizzlies out that way. Quite a bit of moose, quite a bit of caribou out there. Um, but for, fortunately, no grizzlies, because that's what yeah. you don't want those around, especially during you know the time in the spring and stuff when they're having their young and they get yeah. really protective yeah. and all that stuff. No, nah, dude, I, I hear, you know, I went hiking just in Washington mm-hmm. or something, and we're, we're worried about black bears, you know. Like, I'm scared of black bears. I couldn't imagine. And, you know, we'd take, like, uh, bear spray, mm-hmm. and then, like, I would tell somebody, like, oh, we're good, we got bear spray, and they're like, yeah, that's uh, seasoning. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure you were one that texted me that. That, that might have been me because, yeah, we uh, that's – that's kind of the running joke is that bear spray is only good for making you taste better, but uh, I would believe it. I hear that it's effective. It it still works. Uh, It just depends on the grizzly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Depends on how bad they want to want to get after you. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, dude, I mean, I'm a dork. Did you do any alien hunting? Did you ever look up like, dude, if they're anywhere, they're going to be out here or possibly a, a daddy Bigfoot, you know? Well, I I didn't see any aliens, unfortunately. However, got to see a lot of the northern lights up there, which, I mean, are alien enough to me. Yeah. Coming from Texas, looking up and seeing just constant green sky and sometimes some whites and purples and stuff. But the Bigfoot thing, it's funny, they, they put out some silhouettes of Bigfoot around the place. And oh, my God. Why? <laughs> just a mess with people. Why? That's hilarious. <laughs> but, no, I've never seen anything that actually looked like Bigfoot or was, you know, other than the, the cutout silhouette. So you told me you just went out to Mountain Jam. Did you notice that in Hochatown out there in Beaver's Bend? I think Bend? I did. There's, yeah. there's Bigfoot stuff everywhere, mm-hmm. dude. It's so funny. Same thing. We go to Colorado, Washington. People are obsessed with Bigfoot. Yeah. Do you think that's got ties to some truth? Maybe well, Astropithecus or any ancient uh, hominid that was pre-human? It's hard, it's hard to tell. Um, I mean, I know that 
if it if it is there and it is real, it's really good to hide and seek. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where the uh, the whole ad- adaptation of the Wookiee came from. Who knows? Yeah, potentially. <laughs> so, uh, what was your favorite part about Alaska, and then what was your least favorite part? Man, that's a difficult question because it's fluctuated so much, so much back and forth between the two of things that I hated and then ended up liking, and things that I like and ended up hating. Oh, that's a funny thing about life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I think the number one thing that I hated about Alaska, I wouldn't even say I hate it, it's just an inconvenience, is just being so detached from the lower 48, which is what we call it up there, the, the, the um, continuous, or I think that's what it's called, yeah, the continental U.S., right, which is the 48 yeah. states down, down there, or down here. Um, every, it's just so expensive. So that would be, wait, so 49 is Alaska, what's Hawaii? Yep. Hawaii, duh. Okay. Yeah. So we call it the lower 48. It's just okay. easier to say things like that, you know, when we're talking about it up there. And uh, it's just so expensive to get out of Alaska to come down to anywhere in the lower 48. Mm. Um, you can't drive. Um, I mean, unless you want to go through Canada, which I just got through doing. But Oh, um, God. If you, you, wanna, you wanna talk about that? Yeah, we can get on that one. But you, you can't, uh, you, you, if you fly, it's it, really expensive. Um, you know, it. It can get, depending on the time of the year and how quickly you buy your flight, it can get up to $1,000 for a round trip. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Another thing about Alaska when it comes to So traveling, the military doesn't uh, help with that at all? you got to pay for it yourself? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it goes. You know, you get stationed at a place, and if you want to take leisure time or leave, um, you got to pay for it to get out of that place. So you, you know? drove. I drove. I did. Dude, see, a lot of people don't realize you can drive from Alaska. Yeah, it's uh, what? <laughs> that doesn't seem possible. It's uh, it's definitely possible, but not. You made the trek of like our ancient ancestors, like through the Bering Strait, dude. Like, there's one way incredible. in and one way out of Alaska through Canada. It's called that the Alcan. There's only one highway. You can't miss it. You get on it, <laughs> you're going to end up in Alaska. If you're going north, you're going south, you're going to end up somewhere in the continental U.S. Oh, wow. So, you, so you're relying that they got that road construction steady cadetty so that you can just fly through. Because you're trying to get back to your not, family. Yeah. that This time, yeah, I was trying to get down here, you know, to see everyone that I haven't seen in going on two years here. Man, yeah, those roads up there, especially in the Yukon Territory, which is the place you get to when you first get out of Alaska, it was... You'd, you'd probably hit about 50 to 100 feet of pavement, and then it'd be gravel. Um, and it just repeated that for, Jesus, almost like eight eight hours. And, oh, my God. And it's just, you know, it's t- tundra up there. So, it you know, freezes, thaws, freezes, thaws, kind of at the surface. You know, down below, it's it's always frozen. but And that just doesn't number to the roads, which causes yeah. them to warp and stuff. And whew, yeah, those worst are some roads. Worst. Yeah, I believe that. Okay, so, dude, incredible. That's such a story. I mean, I'm glad you were able to go, and, I mean, what a life experience, dude. I have, I have no it. idea what that's like. You know, I've, I go to vacation where it's very cold. They do have a lot of the water issues, but, I mean, mm-hmm. they still have water in Colorado. Right, of course. You know, so it's a big difference there. Um, that's crazy, the way you've had to adapt, but... In your military training, what better way to be ready for war? Right. You're already used to <laughs> yeah. no running water, dude. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that is a thing, but I don't know. It, I feel like military training, in, in some ways, depending on what it is, um, can be more luxurious than living in a dry cabin because, you know, sometimes you could be, most likely have running water of some sort, you know, because you got to have some type of, 
know, hygiene. You know, you yeah. have to wash your hands and shower and stuff because if not, that's how disease could get spread. You know, if you're in training and you, you can't. So that might be the best way to do it, man. Just be stationed there. And you're also getting paid to be there. Oh, Steady yeah. job, so. Yeah, I with would the say benefits so. and everything. It's if if someone if anyone watching this gets stationed in at Fort Wainwright or Allison Air Force Base and they're in Fairbanks, give the dry cabin life a go because it will put so much stuff into perspective for you and mm. will make you appreciate things that you never appreciate appreciated before. So you're like an aviation mechanic or I yeah, mean, what, what's your job listen? Uh, so I, I do avionics, um, which can be like um, GPS systems. It can be um, it can be tracking systems. So we have this thing called the TADS Pinvis, which is like a siding system. Um, I do any pretty much anything that elect, electricity touches on that aircraft. I have to repair or troubleshoot, um, whether it's a light bulb or a little wire. You know. So do you know about like? Okay, I hate to get into aliens. George Knapp and uh, Jeremy Corbell. You know they've they've been leading the way, releasing a lot of these like Commander David Fravor. Mm-hmm. You know the Tic Tac videos and stuff. Um, and the number one thing that people come out and say they're like. It's 2021, and the military only has this grainy video. Like, can you explain why a FLIR video on an aircraft carrier or on a an actual aircraft mm-hmm. fighter jet would be what people would consider lower grade? Or are those videos just so grainy because they're passed between so many people after clearance, you know, that they lose fidelity? Or is that really, I mean... Mm. It do, does it really matter at the end of the day because the craft are so advanced with their actual instrumentation, you know, why, why is it when we see these videos of UAPs and stuff, it's mm-hmm. so grainy. Do you have any type of uh, knowledge on that? Well, so it's funny you mentioned FLIR. When I was talking about the TADS PINVIS, the siding system, that's actually part of it is their, our FLIR system. And so whenever our FLIR system, you know, um, is, is operating, you can record things, you know, hence how we get videos into the DVR systems. And it just depends on how far away the object is, um, how in focus the object is, um, and it's it's up to the pilot too to adjust that too. Um, so all that stuff is adjustable. Narrow view, zoom view, all those things, and that can affect the fidelity a little bit. Um, but the craft itself is knows exactly where it's at. It, it can in time and space, right? It, it, so it like what you're actually seeing doesn't matter as much. Correct? Like you say, it's a locking system for a missile strike. Yeah, you know, the aircraft goes beyond yeah. just the visual fidelity of that video. Correct, right? correct. Yeah, that's, okay, that's, that's mainly what for, for pilot sighting. Um, and then we have a 30 millimeter cannon on the bottom of the aircraft, too. So that, that comes in handy with, with things like that and our rocket systems and stuff. Um, but typically, if, if you're, you, know, you're, you know what you're doing as a pilot, you could get a, a decently clear video. There's all kinds of um, videos taken through FLIR that are clear as day. So, I mm. mean... That's that's hard to say. It's neither here nor there, but uh, I mean, what would be your favorite part of the aircraft? Now you do specifically like Apache choppers. And... J- just Apaches. Oh, the, that's the badass, dude. That's badass. Them things are hornets from above, brother. Yeah, those. I mean, them things don't play. They're, they're How far? Fun. What they can shoot from like two miles out or more? I mean, what? Yeah, actually, the 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 thirty millimeter um, gun that's on the bottom of the aircraft can shoot up, upwards of two miles. Give God, or take. war is terrible. Okay, for the record, war is fucking terrible, but goddamn, <laughs> that's yeah. badass. If I would have known, I, I actually gave my, my daughter a, a sim, simulated 30-millimeter round that we could have brought, and uh, 
could have showed you how big the round is. Uh, Dude, they're like mini. You can't tell me that out. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can I can send you one. Those things are easy to come by. Oh, so. dude, ple- it's, please, please, I will put it right round. here on the podcast as nice. a decoration. Well, I'll get you. I will. No, I ain't gonna do that to you. I was gonna make a chain. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's gang, fairly gang. large. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's weighing me down. Like I have neck problems. Yeah. No, it's dude. Funny thing was uh, on that topic. Uh, um, when I was in school for it um one of the things was that uh we would get people to hold these just the training round in between their fingers out like this to see how long they could hold it and it doesn't weigh anything right but that but just holding out right like that in between your fingers people could barely make it over five minutes tops like and it's pretty heavy imagine what that does to you just explode i guess I oh, mean, if that, thing, that's what I'm saying. It's a mini grenade. Like, oh my god! And there's wait, different they're types. like explosive tip too. Like, what's yeah? So that's there's uh, anti. Um, what is just like a ballistic f- to take down a tank, or what are they primarily it used for? It depends on on what you're shooting. <laughs> oh, they just whatever. Yeah, and that's then badass. Get, we have Hellfire missiles on it. Um, yeah. We have we have rockets, um, and lots of different types of rockets. Um, Do you know, um, or could you share? I mean, I'm sure there's there's clearances we couldn't get into the actual nitty gritty. You probably don't even know. But as far as uh, Apaches, do you work on the most advanced ones? Are there some that are just mind boggling beyond that? So yeah, so right now I work on the Delta variation of it. Um, but the unit dude, hold on, Delta variant COVID? No, <laughs> no, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> what a weird. Uh, <laughs> Okay, whatever. We're gonna scrap that. So, so the Delta variation Apache. Mm-hmm. Okay, so t- so tell us more about that. That one's just the older one, the less advanced one. It's still it's still plenty capable, um, but it's not as advanced as the new Echo model, um, which is the ones I'm gonna be working on when I get to Tacoma, Washington, to Fort Lewis, and we actually have the version six um, Echo model, which Are you is excited? the brand new ones. Yes, because it makes your job a lot easier. Because some of the redundant systems have been taken down and put into single boxes and things like that so uh there's no no systems processors and weapons processors and all that stuff there's now one single processor to get that all working it makes my job a lot easier to mm. for trouble so uh you still still just hand tightening with with like wrenches and stuff y'all got ratchet guns i mean no no unfortunately no mechanical tools anything that so we use all manual like oh wow so it's tools. old school yeah well i mean if it's for the military right they want to like make sure that things that are being used aren't going to damage the aircraft granted that doesn't mean that some some you know redneck dude you know that's that's been in there you know it's like i don't care you know go over there and wrench on a nut and just break it right that happens Bust a nut, man. Yeah, <laughs> that happens actually you know pretty often so, but yeah, no power tools, unfortunately. If you get into the civilian sector, you can use power tools, you know. What's up, kitty cat? I told you, she loves me, bro. I see that. Look, <laughs> so once again, we got Ravenna on the pod. Everybody say hi to Ravenna again. She's a recurring guest on the oh, show. Oh, gotcha. I can see why. Yeah, she's a fan favorite. <laughs> um, you know, they're a nightmare sometimes, but man, I wouldn't trade them for the world. So enough of Alaska, dude. That's amazing like what an experience um before we get into you want to get into some more washington uh talk maybe or you want to go i mean that's also a mountainous area yeah i I went to the pacific northwest myself we landed in seattle and then went to a town of leavenworth washington Mm -hmm. not leavenworth the prison dude everybody's like you went to leavenworth (laughs) like no dog we went to leavenworth 
Washington. It's a uh, Bavarian-styled, like, German town in the mountains nestled away, just gorgeous. But I will say, bro, it was very depressing in Seattle, and I was so let down because that's a city where it's supposed to be so progressive Mm -hmm. and leading the way and leading the charge. And it was so littered, bro. Mm -hmm. There was so much trash. I mean, that's a story for another time. But then as you make that drive, it's about two hours out. It just got more beautiful, more beautiful. Washington was, I'll put it this way. You're not as high in the air as Colorado. The elevation is, you know, you're at one, two thousand elevation at at the base of a mountain. In Colorado, you're already at 10,000 and you could go up, you know, three more thousand hiking. So you're not as high, so you would think, oh, it's not as good. But man, just the trees themselves and the fog and stuff, it's magical. It's more magical. Washington's one of my favorite places for that. I've, uh, I've actually, I've only passed through Seattle. I've never really got to go out and explore much or anything. Just been in the airport. I've seen the inside of Seattle airport a few times, but uh, yeah, yeah. Let's see, we we landed right there, dude. Yeah, and uh, you know, I will say that Washington had some of the best just legalized cannabis ever. Oh, nice. That's what compared to Colorado, it was way stronger, dude. In Seattle, I was scared. I was like, "Get me out of here, bro! Is this is this L.A.?" Like, yeah. I mean, it was like stars of death everywhere, but. Enough of that. So my beer is running low, Ooh, and I yeah. think you brought something real special, dude. What do you got for us, man? Duchess de Bourgogne. Oh it's my a god. Flanders style red ale. Oh my god. So it's six uh, percent. We got it's one bottle. It's about a sixteen dollar bottle or so. You want to pour up on this? It's still cold. You go ahead. Pop that top. Sweet. And Here you go. Send them up. There's a, This is from our trip in oh, Medicine nice. Park, Oklahoma. Saw so a lot you of bison, can see, actually, in Canada. Yes. 70, big old herd of them blocking no the highway. Yeah, we had to wait on them to get out of the way. So that is uh, from Wichita Mountain Reserve. Nice. Medicine Park is there. Yeah. And it's yep. a... Uh, it is a national grassland for the bison, nice. and uh, you can go hike there, and they warn you, like, hey, watch out, because there's bison everywhere out here, and they will trample you. It's uh, Theodore Roosevelt National Park. I actually stopped by there on my way down. When we first got out of Canada, we ended up in uh, Medora. Oh, that is red. Um, uh, North Dakota, and ended up running into a bunch of bison out there, too. Me and my buddy, who were in the, who was in the car, were like, dude, we just can't escape these bison. They're just all dude, over the place. They're beautiful. Yeah, uh, they are. Very majestic animal. Um, it's sad what happened to them. Oh, and yeah. I hear, I'm actually learning more and more that the natives themselves were overhunting them. And there's a lot of misconception. They think, oh, well, the, uh, you know, the colonials were here, and the, uh, the white man just was so, man, there's a lot more history there. And there's been overcorrection where the white man has been painted as the only villain when there were tribes of Indians still scalping people and other tribes and killing too many bison and not eating all of them, you know, and that's not anything anybody wants to talk about. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you go to why we're all fighting over all this little stuff when man, man is the problem. Yeah. Why do we think just because you're native, you're not at fault either. It's it's man itself is right. a problem in the right. ecosystem. I mean, look at us. We're everywhere. I think, you know, depending on the situation and stuff, some, you know, I guess aggressors on one side could be covered up if the aggressors on the other side are, you know, mm. do, a, do a bigger act of, you know, 
Yeah, Cortez. And, yeah. 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 Now, don't get me wrong, dude. The Conquistadors on them. You want a little bit more? Sure. There we go. Appreciate you. Dude, so we finished the bottle off. I feel like I got way too much. Nope. It's, Cheers, brother. It's going to be good. Dude, I saw the most funny video the Cheers. other day. This kid was playing Stone Cold Steve Austin music, and he has two beer bottles. And they go, they go, don't smash some beers. And he, and it's, and dude, he gets them and goes, and one just shatters. And he goes, and he's down in the other one, bro. And they're like, Bob, no, are you fucking crazy? Dude, I've never laughed so hard. That's wild. Ooh, dude. Well, let's go ahead and let's, let's give a flavor profile. What are you tasting so far? Oh, a little bit of a little sourness on there. It's a nice, I'd say medium body on that. Not too thick. It's got a little bit of sweetness to it. A little residual. Dude, you know sours are my favorite still. Yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to be like, there were other bottles I was supposed to save for us, dude, and I drank them. <laughs> I, I don't doubt you. 30 month aged in Fodor uh, oak barrels. Mm -hmm. I think it's oak or no, it's. French oak, American oak, typically French oak. What does yeah. fodder mean? Fooders are um, Fooder. gi gigantic vats that you age beer in, essentially. It's kind of replaces hmm. the lauder ton that you have. Well, there in. were like four beers in them. It's the Van Vanster Vandergenst uh, brand. It's a Flemish sour as mm -hmm. well, uh, aged in them barrels. But one of them was their special limited release. God, I wish I would have saved it for you, bro. But like I was editing podcasts till three in the morning one night. And I was like, I, I, I need something to get me through yeah. the pot. I, I some, need something. Some at least you pick something tasty. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, it was delicious. This one is very good, though. Yeah, this is a Honestly, this is a it might be. I mean, I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, oh, this is the best beer ever in the world. Like, this is very similar. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I mean, yeah. they're the same style. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, this, this is uh, one that you can get pretty normally, too. This isn't one that's uh, just a, you don't have to drive too far to usually find this one. Excuse me, which is a good thing, right? You don't want to. You want. Yeah. You want what you're drinking to be readily available, if, mm -hmm. if possible. You know, sometimes that's not the case, but this I love good. the. You can see it's got the. Uh, it's like a nun. It's got like oh Saint Mary on it. <laughs> oh, dude, that is that is beautiful. I love a good beer. I love a good wine. Mm -hmm. um, what's your favorite wine? To be honest, being up there in Alaska, I didn't really drink too much wine. Just. For the sheer fact that a lot of it doesn't make it up there, but um, I really yeah. Well, I mean, you can go to specialty stores and find some stuff, but it's not like down here. Is it here. overpriced? You know, ac actually, alcohol, uh, whether it's wine, liquor, or beer, or even mead, um, is all moderately priced. And and compared to let's say Texas, it's not a lot of those uh, you know distributors and stuff that that are up there know that. They can't necessarily just price gouge you on alcohol because they want to sell it. You know, people can just make their own stuff up there. Like if you really want to make beer or distill whiskey or whatever up there, you could go literally 30 minutes out of town on the side of a hill and do it wherever. No one's paying attention. No one cares up there. Yeah. So before we get into South Korea, um, dude, we're talking about beer and y'all are like, this really took a turn. He actually was sales rep for Deep Ellum Brewery and me and him went to so many beer festivals together. And, dude, it was such a good time, and wow. he knows so much about beer. Um, that's one thing you may not know about Austin. He is a beer connoisseur, and I learned all everything I know about beer is because of him, 
And I wouldn't even be into craft beer if it wasn't for you, dude. Oh, dude you changed my life because uh, before that I was drinking, you know, Reds flavored apple. Which aren't awful. Let's be, aren't I awful. mean, yeah, but compared to this, are you kidding me? No, oh, no, no, I, I would no say comparison. no, but that's an opinion, you know, but. But I make it a thing now when I go on to travel anywhere, I have to go to the local brewery. Oh, yeah. And that's specifically because you put me on game, bro. That's an experience in itself just to go see how the locals drink, you know, like what what the the people in that area, someone had to put up a lot of money. They like that area so much, put up a lot of money, build build a business there, and then have to find people to come in there and drink their products. So you get to meet a lot of people that you're not going to meet, you know, at a you know a bar down the road, and probably a, a better, I wouldn't say quality, but like maybe someone who's a little more interesting to talk to because mm. they're also you know trying to search for some unique things too. And so. our friendship is so unique that um, y'all may not also know that every Sunday we made it a thing back. Before you were ever in the military, yep. we played in a band together. Austin plays drums, actually. Mm-hmm. Killing it on drums. Now you're playing guitar. And I mean, I still play drums. Just getting yeah, into I just everything. try to play everything. You play played drums stuff. the other night when you, you see he came to town and he was already on stage. I'm like, dude, you don't even live here anymore. And he's already <laughs> performing with people. Like, dude, please help me out. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So we made it a thing. Every Sunday, me and you would go to like Green Market mm-hmm. or any place that would just sell like a nice loaf of bread, yep. a nice <laughs> fermented cheese, something with full body flavor, and then just, we would literally, if it might just be one little bottle yep. of a craft brew, and do, we would we would all share that, whether it was Tyler Wayne, whether it was Joey Todd, yep. whoever we were hanging out with, but it was always me and you were there, oh, we yeah, made it a sure. thing, and it turned into every Sunday, we're all sampling that beer, playing music all day long i mean all day long dude sunday church session so tell us about that i mean is that is that the essence of humanity because beer and you said mead Mm -hmm. and wine i mean we're talking about some of the oldest human creations yeah known to man but more importantly it's not about the drink it's about what you said it's like church there's fellowship yeah breaking of the bread literally we would break the bread and something about that felt so intrinsically ancient yeah. in my core, bro. And let me tell you something. Ever since you left, dude, that's dead. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody. Like, like, I'm weird, man. I got all these crazy board games. And just for the sole fact of everybody's like, why are you getting into that? Let's play video games. Dude, y'all know me. You see me on Warzone. I'll be snapping fools. I love it. But it's like there's nothing like us actually sitting down and looking each other in the eye. Yeah. This is a recurring theme on the on the podcast is so much lately has been revealed about the stars, UAPs, whatever, mm-hmm. whether you believe it's aliens, AI, or just, you know, China, maybe a drone or a drone that is alien, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not in it, whatever. We're always we're in this new day and age, bro, where instead of looking up, like you said, with the with the northern lights and everything, mm-hmm. where you get a moment to see the true beauty of reality. We're stuck looking at technology in our hand. Yep. I, agree. I mean, what is that, bro? I don't know, but I totally agree. Like, I, that's that's one of the things that I've had to do just myself, you know, like getting on social media or whatever that is, like limiting my time on my phone um, just because it can, for one, you know, causes like mental issues, you know, over, over long periods of time because you get into comparing yourself with 
where other people that you see are in life and you know and where you're at and it just creates this issue inside your head and this uh it just it's just detrimental to your your mental well-being um but yeah just put it down and look out you know like it's do you think look mental health is huge right now mm-hmm. because we're bringing awareness to it we're no longer in the generation of pull your bootstraps up and just go to work. Like, you know, you still have to. Yeah, I think there is still something to, to that it. part, too, though. I mean, I think it's, we, we got to accept mental health. But, yeah, at the same time, like, if you are able, and that's the thing, like, you should pull your bootstraps up and, and get to work. But if you can't do it and you know that your mental health is bad, then don't do it, right? Like, you don't have a choice. Like, your mental health is going to get in the way and not allow you to pull your bootstraps up. But Damn, son. Somebody's growing over here. Hold up. So you like... This is the craziest thing, dude. You went to the military. You straight up was like, fuck all y'all. I can do this. Yeah. Because I know there were people like, Austin, are you sure? Because, you know. Oh, there's a ton of people. Yeah. All we ever did was music and we're here. We're there. We're having the fellowship. They think we're weird. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to the military. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, right. Dude, you're crushing it. Trying, man. Working and on now, it. And now the things you're saying about, well, there is part of pull your bootstraps up. So you learned valuable fucking lessons there. I would say so, man. I, I think the military has been really beneficial in some ways and really detrimental in some ways too but but i got to the point where i realized that that is that's anything you do in life like anything you do in life there's going to be it's going to benefit you in a way and it's also going to take away from you right there's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to be 100 percent either way right i mean even the lowest point in your life that you thought was 100 percent detrimental there was at least something there that you learned and you took with you and you gained from that the same thing with being on the up you know you're way up there living high Maybe you're neglecting things because you're up there doing that. So, like, it, it goes back and forth, kind of like what I said earlier about, you know, how, you know, things that I loved turned into things that I hate and things that I hate turned into things that I love. It's just, it goes back and forth. It just, you, you just never know, really, I guess. So, so, let me get very weird. Talking about that, could there even be, this is just up for, you don't even have to answer it. Okay. Because this is something that we never know. What if? There's even a lesson in death for you. Like if you die or if I die, that we actually learn something from that in the beyond. Who knows? I'm just saying it's a who knows question. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a great question. I, I think uh, none of us alive know, but <laughs> unfortunately. Let me call my Aunt Jessie. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, but I don't know. I think, you know, Jason Isbell has a song. Um, it's a, I think it's called If We Were Vampires. And the premise of the song is is talking about how if we were vampires and we lived forever, none of the things that we like appreciate would even matter because we know that we're going to live a thousand more years and there'll be a thousand more of them, right? So the fact that death is always looming over us, it makes us have to stop and think and appreciate the things that we have right in the moment. And then what if it comes to find out, like, death is the great amnesia, and it's just, yeah, it restarts, bro. We've all thought about that. I mean, that's, I I feel like sometimes I have that reoccurring thought, like, you know, what is death? You know, what what does it even mean? You know, where do, is there somewhere after that? Is there nothing? Like, um, uh, Alan Watts has this part that I really like where he he talks about, he says, uh, you're familiar with Alan Watts, the Mm -hmm, philosopher? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He talks about how it's, he's like, uh, Talk about someone who could ramble oh, and yeah. ramble exactly. and ramble. He, he, he says, like, try to think about what it felt like uh, before you were born. He says, try to think about that. He says, do you remember anything before you were born? Do you remember any of that? My memory before I was born would be 
a rest, you know, because living is like a lot of work, yeah. dude. And I would just have to go to not sleep, but sleep in a way because everyone, I don't care what you say, you love sleep. Mm-hmm. Like when you're ultra tired, there's nothing better than just laying your head down and just, just going into it, yeah. the void, man. Mm-hmm. And that's a good feeling at night. Yeah. You know, that's how I want to die one day. I mean, that's, that's, you couldn't ask for anything better. I mean, I feel like any, anybody with a sane mind would like that, but. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean. Here comes the grizzly <laughs> Bigfoot well, daddy. Yeah. Hey, some, you know, we don't get to pick how we live it, but life lives us, so. Yeah. Oh, dude, incredible. So, Alan Watts, you got any memorable quotes uh, just specifically he said, or like, what's the takeaway that, you know, one of the things he said that, that truly changed your life? Um, I don't know. I think, I think the thing about try to imagine what it, what it felt like before you were born and that's what it would feel like to die. Um, that was kind of like a, a good, a good little mental exercise to really just think about what it felt like to not exist and stuff. And I mean, that's, so if no one's ever done that, try to, try to like put yourself in that position, like everything you've ever known, every person you've ever known, every thought you've ever had just disappearing. Right. Oh, dude. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a mental exercise, right? Just yeah. to sit there and remove yeah. yourself from reality and try to just think, think deep like that. And, and I don't know, you almost get into, I guess, a meditative state. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the bigger ones that I've, I've taken away from his stuff. So I arrogantly said on a previous episode, I couldn't get depressed because I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And, and that's semi true for me. But here lately, bro, I got to be honest, I've stepped into a psychedelic realm uh, where the facade of reality is, has melted away. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of entered that realm too many times because I'm a questioner. I'm going there going, show me the keys of reality. I need to know. Mm-hmm. And it's almost been to my detriment because every day that I'm alive, I'm always stuck thinking about not living. I don't know why. The thought of death never escapes my mind now. I'm just being honest, man. And this might be my cry for help. Like, I have a serious struggle now with thinking of death. Even though I've had ego death and died in trips multiple times and came back, I still, to this day, maybe it just brought that out of I was always afraid of dying. But I love living so much. That I, I, I miss the bliss I used to have in a way. Because, dude, I could just live my life and, and love my girl and do yeah. this or that. And now, dude, I'm just constantly stuck with the thought of, like, of dying. And right. I don't like it. I don't want to die at all. And I'm stuck in my day just going, you know, you're going to die. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. And I can't, I, feel you. I can't pinpoint this voice and where it came from, bro. But like that's my warning too, is that you don't want to go so deep psychedelically that you miss the point of the bliss, because there's a point of awareness you get to where it's when you're t- when you're aware, you're in agony. Awareness is hey, look at what's going on in Cuba right now, in Haiti. Look what we've done in the Middle East. Right. When you're aware enough, I mean, I wish I didn't know any bad things. Ignorance is bliss. I mean, that's that. There's a reason why they say that. If you don't. If you don't know what's going on, it's easier to live your life and stuff. But at the same time, you want to be informed. You know, you want to be, you want to know the things. But yeah, 
I mean, I don't know. The the death thing to me was, I mean, everyone's going to do it, right? Like we not we don't get to pick how when we do it, how we do it, none of that stuff. But like, I just had to get to a point, you know, where you just have to live every day and experience every day, and whether it's good or bad, because there's always going to be good days, always going to be bad days. You know, you got to live life and enjoy it, the ups, the downs, and stuff, because that day will eventually come. And right now, with medical technologies, we don't have the means to be able to live another hundred years past that or anything. So, you know, we just have to experience life right now and love it and, and try to do our best, you know, be good humans and learn as much as we possibly can and take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. See, and these are mantras I, I live by every day. I work in nature. Like I'm always just thrown into the beauty but I, I talked to somebody this morning and I told you about this, how I didn't even realize how I was being toxic. And I go to a, a health store and I get my health stuff like every day. I'm always getting my kombuchas in, taking care of my gut biome. You know, I know I'm a civilization inside here. So I'm <laughs> right. You know, it's like Osmosis Jones. Y'all remember that cartoon? Yep, yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Was that Will Smith or? Oh, God, what a so. good... Maybe, yeah. I love that show because you do realize as a kid, like, dude, all this stuff's going on inside you. You are a universe of living organisms inside you. And if they're healthy, you're healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going doing my thing, just doing my due diligence for my own. And who, what, if, what if, like, that is also our destinies to take care of our bodies because they're also living beings inside of us? And that's also your, your charge is to take care of them. And the guy working goes, just looks outside, and this dude was so peaceful, and he just goes, and he's an older, older gentleman, and he just looks outside, and he goes, God, it's a marvelous day. And I went, yeah, it's a good day to go get that money. And I didn't even realize what I said, but he was put off by my words in a way, and he said, hey, bro- hey brother, don't let that money get in your thoughts too much. And instantly, I knew what he was trying to tell me. He wasn't being rude, but I knew what he was trying to tell me. I put a negative connotation when he was telling me just existence itself, dude, appreciate everything, all the small things. And I took it straight to the toxicity of, yeah, and I'm going to go take advantage and get that money. Mm-hmm. And I turned into a little demon and I didn't even know it. And like, dude, it's crazy. It feels like the universe sends people to say them things. And that was my lesson this morning. Mm-hmm. And dude, it blew my mind. It really blew my mind. It seems like the most smallest thing ever, but that guy changed my life this morning. Who knows, man? That that guy might have been the the guy that, that you you know one day just doing the same thing, and then had the same lesson happen to him, and he had the same thoughts, and just was like, man, I can't be doing that anymore. And maybe you're gonna be that guy one day. You're gonna be sitting well, there I mean, staring I'm out always, the window, and I'm always saying things, and it's. But we all need somebody too, to yeah. to admit like, hey, but I still fall short. No matter what I say, no matter what I may do or whatever, at the end of the night, I still have to just be alone. Yeah. You know, Chester Bennington said it the best. He was like, dude, I, you know, I'm alone with the guy in my head. And, and for him personally, he couldn't be alone with the guy in his head. Yeah. And ultimately led to his demise. He got caught alone and he's no longer with us. Yeah. You know, so mental health is, is, is huge. And it's like, could it be a simple fix of just... That balance you were talking about the balance. Yeah, I think for most people, some people know, but I think for most people it could be. But it's just 
if you're going to live and operate in today's society, especially, you know, in the United States, I think uh, we are we have we have everything at our fingertips and we all take it so much for granted um, that we become, you know, ungrateful for it. Um, and that it's just like the American way. Like once you get some, you need some more. And once you get some more, you need more and more and more and more until you you have so much that, you know, you're now obese or you're now so rich that you can't do anything with it or now you've it, it goes with everything in the american way which is good and bad that means that we have the means to be able to even do those things but it also it's like detrimental to mental health too because no one's ever satisfied no one's ever stable no one's ever been like you know i, I really like this spot where i'm at i just want to continue doing this you know like everyone's like well no i need more well i need this new like, i need this like mercedes benz or whatever whatever the whatever your thing is, you know, like everyone has something like, Oh, we need this new guitar or new drum set. Hey, hold on. I need that new guitar though, Bubba. Hold up. I'm just saying like everyone has their things of, I always want that. I always want the better this. I want to always want to do that. And that can really fuck with your brain and really make you just unhappy with the things that you do have. And as Americans, like the majority of us, even if you're living like, and poverty are still better off than a lot of people in third world countries, you know, it's perspective. And yeah. you have people over there that are grateful as can be just that, you know, they were able to find food for that day. And we're over here sitting in line at McDonald's complaining because it takes too long to get our food. Mm. You know, that, that's a conversation they're not ready for. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, it's I, the simplest of things. So. And we're all guilty of it too, right? I mean, I've done it numerous times. I'm sure you have. Everybody watching this has done it, you know? <laughs> but it's not about what we've done, right? It's about moving forward and stuff. It's so just, is it the social media model? Is that why we're seeing the rise of uh, more mental instability? Or do you think it's always been around? And just, we haven't, you know, we were too, yeah. pull your bootstraps yeah. up, boy, get in the field, you know, do this or that. Well, I think it's it's both. Um, I think. So you think it's always been here, it's just coming to light now because we're able to talk about it more? I think that that is part, part of it. I don't think that that is the end-all, be-all. Um, but I think that, you know, in the 1940s, you, there was always issues, right? There's always been issues. There's always been people that were, you know pushed down you know and like taking you know just pushed down and, and like looked down upon and all these different things um so there's always been plenty of reasons to be you know upset and depressed and all that but the thing about depression is like you have one of two choices if you're down and depressed you can either live or survive and we have a society route now that if if you are depressed we'll we'll, we'll take care of you right uh, which those are good things, but I'm saying like a lot of those people back then, the 30s, 40s, 20s, 1800s, whenever, like if you were depressed, you had to either say, I want to die or I want to live, right? That was the only decision you had to make. And going and saying, I want to live, you have to figure it out. It's going to be hell, right? And stuff, which is, that sucks. Or if you want to die, then you die, right? Um, but t today we, we, you know, we, we help people, right? We take care of people and stuff like that. So I don't think that the way that things have happened in the past, I think they're coming out a lot more now um, because it's more socially acceptable and also because we're taking care of those people more, which, like I'm saying, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing that we're taking care of those people um, because holy shit, dude, like, wouldn't you be pissed if you found out that your great-grandmother was, like, super depressed and, like, some dude or some woman was like, no, nah, fuck you, you gotta work. Like, like, yeah, it's that's, like, that's my great grandma, man. Yeah. Like, she's having a tough time. Help her out, you know, because America's yeah. a community, you know, like, so 
Dude, we are so far removed from America as a community. Yeah. But it's all about me, myself, and I. Even, like, all these people, like, I hate Jeff Bezos for having all that money or Elon, man. Mm-hmm. They're so greedy. Put yourself in that situation. You do the yeah. same damn thing. 90% would. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people They're just would. mad it ain't them. I don't know if I could ever have a billion dollars. I would probably drive myself insane with a billion dollars, personally. I would, well, you're, I would go to absolutely get there, insane. To I, get there, you got to... You kind of got to be an asshole. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, I mean, hey, Impossible Jeff Bezos not was to. plenty of an asshole. That is it's a dog-eat-dog. Dog. <laughs> it's a, it's a shark-eat-shark yeah. world in the business world, and you have to be cold yeah. just to make them moves, man. I mean, you gotta, How many people do you think he had to fire personally? I would assume too many, probably. <laughs> I mean, that changes yeah. a man. I, just, I, I don't to. think I could ever, ever just be like that. I'd, I'd want to be a better human being. And, and you know take care of your community any way you can whatever your means are help out you know I, I think that that's what makes america you know great is that like granted we're in cities and stuff it doesn't really work as well but i i've witnessed a lot of that up in fairbanks like it's pretty community driven because we don't have anything else up there right like a lot of things are community up there you know those people will take care of each other people will stop if you're broke down on the side of the road you know during the winter like people will call go out of their way to do things for you because they know hey like this is all we got right here so we have to take care of it you know and i mean another thing like you're saying with litter in seattle like holy shit dude i always made the comment i was like you know keep texas beautiful right like that's that's our yeah. slogan or whatever dude <clears throat> alaska and fairbanks man there's barely any trash anywhere and like every every spring the community gets together and everyone just volunteers and goes out and cleans up the whole city. That's great. And they take care of what they have, right? Because they know they don't have a the lot. last. It's the last. It's yeah. the last place that we haven't fucked up. <laughs> I mean, that's. You know, you asked me the question earlier. What do I like the the most about it? What do I hate the most about it? I told you what I hated the most about it. That's probably what I like the most about it is the sense of community there. Oh, that's um, amazing! That's, I, I caught that in that Gordon Ramsay video. Uh, just that one episode. I really caught the sense of that. Dude, if you haven't seen his cooking show, is it Uncharted or something? I'm not sure the name. I've only saw some With Facebook With Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Dude, it is such a hit. If you love food like me, if you love food in different countries, and I mean, he, bro, he's cooking the Beatles and eating the Beatles. He's eating what they eat. Nice. Like in, in Sri Lanka and stuff. Or Laos, yeah, yeah, Laos, uh, whatever, yeah, yeah, dude. So they're eating beetles, they're eating worms, whatever you can come by, dude. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you have to get into any of that survivalist stuff in the military training? So we, we do some training and stuff like that. I never had to physically eat any of that stuff, fortunately. <laughs> um, you know, I've seen a lot of like special forces has to, they they have to. Yeah, um, the, the seer training is what it's called, um, but our, our pilots go through that too. Um, and it, granted, like special operations units and stuff go through quite a bit more of that um, just because that's going to be their job. Right. You know, a pilot may never go down in his career and have to survive, you know, but those people are going to be going on missions where they're probably going to have to do something like that. Well, you hear the stories about snipers that are, I mean, they piss mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. They go in their pants. They cannot move off target. Right. For hours. Right. For Chris Kyle, it was like couple days 72 hours straight of just sitting there on target yeah that's bro i think he was like getting stung by ants and stuff like you cannot move yeah i mean when when you're that high up in like um in like 
protecting the the United States essentially, right? Like that's what's weighing on your head at that point. You're not you're not there because you want to prove it. Like that weight is on your shoulders. Like, dude, I have to do this, or there is potential that if I move when this ant bites me or have to piss, that my dudes over there are going to get shot. My, yeah. Like they they might go out and bomb the local base. Like you're talking about, like you, it, all that weight is on your shoulders. So it's honestly a little bit easier to do that, right? Like if you knew that, like if my actions right now caused X amount of people to die, you would probably wouldn't do it, right? You would have to give the give, give me the option of like your wife will die if you don't do this. I'd be like, all right, bro, I got you. <laughs> I mean, like your your team, you know, you got like six dudes over here, like, and they're relying on you to do that job you're going to do that job because those dudes over there are the only people you have right now. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean and, the, the brotherhood of, yeah. of fellow soldiers yeah. is, so, they say that's stronger than, than real family. It, it can be just because you both just like suffered. And that, that goes back to like appreciation and stuff. Like, like you appreciate them and you like them. Even if you guys are polar opposites, right? You both could like, this guy could only only like rap music and like these certain foods or whatever. And this guy over here only likes country music and like only likes these foods. Nothing in common, right? But the, just the sheer fact that they were in a shitty situation together, it creates this bond that like you, it's hard to get with someone else. You know, like it's just something that happens and just goes back to taking. Don't take things for granted. Like you're in that shitty situation, you're taking. You're not taking life for granted. You're like, dude, I want to fucking live. Like, and that yeah. other person's doing the same thing, and it's just like, psh, like adhesive to each other. I mean, now this might be silly, bro. Mm-hmm. Moving on, I was kind of. I probably never should have been, but you were stationed in South Korea when Kim Jong Un was like, "We're gonna blow y'all up," and blah 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 blah. I mean. And there were times I was really, like, worried. I mean, because you were really, like, that yeah. close, bro. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, is I would see things on Facebook for, or the news talking about all this stuff. And, like, I mean, I'm at the base there, or the camp, because we don't have bases in foreign countries. We have camps in the Army. Um, but <laughs> I'd be, they'd be like, oh, you know, America at, at verge of nuclear war and stuff. And I'd go out on post. Uh, and just like go to work and it would just be like an any other day like people were like oh yeah they're saying this and this and that or whatever <laughs> we're like oh, okay what? did you ever see the missiles flying or anything no no nothing oh, like okay. that i mean so a little propaganda a little propaganda back yes, in the states yes a little bit absolutely i would i would 110 percent agree with that it was it was not all propaganda like they were definitely doing it but the media was churching it up i would say they were uh, they were putting a little bit extra on top there. <laughs> they really made it seem like uh, we were at the Kim Jong Un was loading up the silo, man. We were, just, they were just yeah. aimed right at us, you know, ready to ready to just go right now. I mean, the news loves to do that, right? Because they get paid by how many people watch it and how often they watch it. So they'll take something that's you know small to medium and turn it into a large thing, which I don't blame them. It's like any other business, right? But I think the American public should definitely pay more attention to what they believe is the absolute truth and stuff and understand that there's going to be a little bit of bias and a little bit of you know something behind that on these stories especially with news media and stuff like that so i'm only going to ask this because you know american troops have been stationed in a lot of countries across the world for a a very long time and uh there's a lot of animosity everywhere how do the south koreans uh view you as a troop while you're there well so the older generations um, 
absolutely love American and American soldiers because they are still part of that generation that remembers the Korean War and stuff. Granted, <laughs> we kind of, <laughs> you know, made that war ourselves and included the South Korean people in that. We can time. never do that. Yeah. Um, Not to speak on your employers, but... Oh, yeah, no, hey, I... We, you can you still be a critic at what you do, you know. Like, oh, okay. I, I still feel that I this can, is still a free country. That's yeah, great. That's great. I, I can still be critical of what I do for my job. However, you know, ranking and stuff like that's a little different story. But I, I still they they treat you well. You know, when they're older, um, the newer generations, um, just like anywhere, are. I mean, there would be protest outside of our our camp, like you know, get America out, blah blah, blah and stuff like that, which. But then there would be counter protesters of like older people and stuff that are like, you're like, no, America, that's wild. Go America. Like, that's wild. I was in Pyeongtaek, which is probably about an hour and a half away from Seoul. And I would go up to Seoul and I would get off the train and walk outside into Seoul. And there would be these American rallies of South Korean people with American flags and like singing like God bless America and stuff. Like so, it's very that's incredible. Very divided there on on whether they like that you're there or they don't like that you're there. So it's I don't know. I don't like being there. So <laughs> I mean, it's it's a cool country. I like the country itself. It's just I don't want to be I don't want to be deployed to South Korea. It's just don't want to do. Did that. you not see uh, a purpose in it? Maybe or in in a way. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't really think that we should be deploying over there I, I think it's it's important to keep units over there for for you know good reasons we train with like the whole korean um army um is all in the base you know the marines all the korean marines and all of them they're all in, like uh what's the word i'm looking for uh they're all just tied in through the base you know it's like uh so if i if i walk down the street though there's a good chance i'm going to see a korean soldier you know like it's not like um it's just americans so we train with them, we work with them, and we actually, the, America supplies Korea with a large amount of money to, for their military, you know? So it's not like we're just, like, overtaking their country. We're, help, in a way, helping protect their country. Um, mm. So, I mean, I get that part, but the whole deployment thing is what I'm getting at. I don't think that we should be taking a unit from alaska or a unit from from uh from texas or whatever and sending them to korea for nine months but that's about to change when i'm going over there um they're not doing the rotational deployments anymore we're actually standing up in a unit there so when we leave there the unit that replaces us that'll be the set unit there so no more deployments to korea at least for apaches and aviation units like that so that'll be did you ever go down to the dmz um uh, Maybe I get never, to see the North Korean side a little bit. I, I never went all the way up to the DMZ. However, there is a base there called Camp Casey that um, we went to qualify on our weapons there, shooting um, you know the guns and shit. And we went up there, and right over the hill is the DMZ. So it's kind of like a big asshole move that we're like, <laughs> we have all these like ranges there just firing off all types of weapons, whether that's like a 249 or... Just like, you know, a fully automatic weapon <laughs> and the DMZ is right there and they get to just hear that constant gunfire. It's kind of, you don't think, yeah, that's totally yeah. a flex. Yeah. Weird flex, but okay. It's, it's, yeah. And I don't know. That's, that seemed a little absurd to me. I was like, dude, like we're, 
Like Don't rubbing extend. salt in the wound yeah, a little for bit? Yeah, no, for no reason, yeah. right? It would be good to join the Koreas back together. I think that's that would be, should be the end goal um, instead of us just being over there and, like, trying to increase conflict So in order for us to stay there and, like, keep... Because we want those those bases, right? Those camps, because that's a great place to be if China was to ever attack. Oh. So it's right there, right? Or same thing with Russia. At the end of the day, man, that's like... See, I don't even view Russia as a... Uh, Hillary Clinton and all the Russia, Russia, Russia. It's like <laughs> China. Let's oh, yeah. be honest. Yeah, no, China. China. The, the real, the real uh, force that is. I mean, we see it with with uh, the way the relations of them and Taiwan. I mean, mm-hmm. can I even say that? You know, it's like. Well, now you're not gonna. Your video is not gonna be shown in China. Just definitely. <laughs> I don't think it ever was gonna be shown. They they definitely don't like Aaron Mercer. Yeah. No. Um, no Aaron Mercer podcast. Too in China. too free for China. Damn it. Um, I, and that's so depressing, bro. But that's a whole other issue, because I love the Chinese people, you know. Yeah. But I understand their government's a little cuckoo, bro. Yeah. A whole lot cuckoo. We we I don't even have to go into everything with how they handle COVID, silencing people, this or right. that. You know, if or not it was a lab leak, we're not even going to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think so. So so you think maybe at the end of the day, it's good to be in South Korea still at some I, point, like yeah. like in some shape or form, just to be there, just for international security. So- South Korea hates China too, so. <laughs> They, they, well, they, China just wants to take over the world. Yeah, I mean, let's South, be honest. South Korea, like the South Koreans, don't like China. Like when they see Chinese people in their, like in their towns and stuff, like it's not a good thing. Like they're like almost racist to Chinese people. See, I don't agree with that. I'm just saying, because I, I mean, look, dude, the Chinese people have done nothing. They're, mm. they're. I mean, they're China's just, invaded Korea numerous times over the centuries. So I guess they have, in a way, a reason to hate them, but. Yeah, but I mean, when you're dealing with a communist, yeah. uh, communist party, I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. blaming North Koreans for Kim Jong Un. I mean, yeah. it's like, dude, they are really. I feel so much sympathy and just so much pain for those people because yeah. they ain't eating, bro. Right. You know, I don't know if you saw the Vice uh, Shane Smith going into North Korea. Did you ever watch I that? Did, I think I did see that. Incredible. Yeah. They just yeah. eat fried mush. I mean, they don't even have real food, bro. Yeah, no, exactly. But on the China thing, though, I, I, so I read once um, that the population in China is actually getting older and older and no one's having kids. So this whole boom that they're going through, if they don't have kids <laughs> to replace the next generation, then they're eventually going to be an old and tired population and have no means of protecting themselves or building and all these things. What bothers me the most about China is, honestly, the way they just ravage the seas. And I mean, everyone's ravaging the seas, but yeah. like the shark fin soup mm-hmm. and just no regulation. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about toxic runoff, this yeah. or that? They're just like, just do it. And they're yeah. full for an ancient civilization that is supposed to be, you know, the art of feng shui or, you know, the martial, the whole martial arts history, yeah. honor about the balance with their religions of, you know, can you even have religion though in the new communist party? I don't even I'm know. I'm actually not sure. Really. It's like, it's all, uh, looked down upon. I'm, I don't I'm, see. Yeah, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I can't say yay or nay, but I mean, you can't go there and be a Christian. 
not openly. I mean, that's not really. I, I don't know. That's I not a thing, bro. I promise. Like you can't just. You can't just go open a mega church and be Joe Lulstein. Oh, That's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, okay, definitely don't think that. <laughs> they they want faith in the Communist Party, yeah. not in a god. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think they're... But in the ancient history of it, there's supposed to be a code of honor and everything, and the way they just destroy the earth on a level of greed beyond what the United States... See, everybody thinks the United States is at fault of everything. We're actually way more green than a lot of countries. Like, we are... Because so many eyes are on it. Yeah. And we're constantly changing our cars to be more regulatory, all sorts of things. Yeah, we're, we're working, you know, if you look at the past 50 years, we're definitely a lot more green than we were 50 years ago. And I think progress is the important thing. I think we're definitely making progress. Maybe not as fast as some people would like, or, or maybe not even as slow as some people would like, but I do think we're making progress. I don't think anyone can sit there and say oh, that for we're sure. not. Well, there's people on the... No offense, I'm in the center. I have no political affiliation. I do exercise my right to vote. I believe in that because people have died for that right. Um, but dude, there's there's certain liberals that would just make it out to be because of the war in the Middle East or the military industrial yeah. complex has, you know, uh, used excessive force to get the funding, you know, in ways. Yeah. There's people on the left and stuff that just think the whole United States is just evil, 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 and we never, and we're dirty, and we're just, we're the ones at fault always, and it's not true. When you got right. the rest of the World Federation not really playing their part either, I mean, what about Russia? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of places, they're not doing their part like we are. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I, it, it it could go both ways, right? We're not, we're not doing it fast enough, we're not doing it slow enough, but I think the important thing is just progress. I, that's all. That's all I can say about that. Is like, I mean, I I think that it's important to have those people on the left, um, you know, saying we're not going fast enough, and also I think it's important to have those people on the right there saying slow down, you know, like you're going to ruin all our industries and stuff like that because that creates conversation and that creates two sides of the of the coin that maybe in theory we can meet in the middle, right, and, and make a compromise. How hope and pray it doesn't necessarily go that way, day. but you yeah. know that's. That's the American way, right? Having two two separate parties that oppose each other and then hopefully meet a common ground and, and compromise. Do you want to get a little conspiracy? Do you think it's impossible to be, say, I'm running for president mm -hmm. and I'm running the traditional Republican thing and I'll make it and I'm pro-industry, pro-commerce, 1,000% military budget, but then secretly I'm like, nah, I'm actually in the center. Do you think they're going to kill me? And if they do, who is it? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's true at all. I think uh, Joe Biden ran on a left-leaning uh, platform and is as centrist as you can get right now. Like he's, he's pretty center, um, and he's passing some laws and stuff. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I, I guess I don't think that that would be true. <laughs> that I don't think he would get killed. Okay, Brandon, we <clears throat> we're gonna get back. We're gonna get back to South Korea because I want to talk about the culture a little bit more. Okay, about the video gaming. Mm -hmm. Because I love video games. Okay. But man, can we talk about JFK? Talk, sure. Go ahead. I mean, I don't. I mean, who off JFK, bro? Lee Harvey Oswald, right? Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, you can't I, possibly believe that. Do you believe it? I mean, I don't have enough facts on either side to believe it. So I, I try to st stay neutral. Say if I gave you two coins, you had to bet all in. Okay, there's three options. Okay. It was just Lee Harvey Oswald with a magic bullet that was super magical. The one on the gurney that was unfazed. The bullet that was perfectly intact after smashing through 
multiple people. Was it the mafia? Or was it the CIA? Let me throw in a fourth. Was it the CIA working with the mob? I don't know. I think all of them are plausible, right? I think, um, but I don't think that I could sit here right now and be certain on one of them. I think I would have to go the coin flip way and just flip it and see whichever one it lands on and go with that one. I think uh, I remember going on a JFK little tour probably like 10 years ago, maybe even longer, maybe 12 years ago. And uh, it was a homeless guy giving the tour. Gave him like 20 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is now a millionaire. <laughs> I gave him 20 bucks to go on this little JFK tour. He walked me around to the grassy knoll and everything. And he walked up to the sign that they have uh, uh, pasted there on the building that um, he allegedly, um, you know, shot out of. And that was a thing. It was, it, it described everything. And <laughs> the people had like taken a coin. This is a metal sign. and had completely underlined through like, a quarter inch of like metal, the word allegedly, because they like to play into that a lot and be like, he allegedly did it here, you know, and because like, yeah. it was never proven fully and all that stuff. And that's the one thing that's always stuck in my mind is the word allegedly. Like, See, where I'm lost is the, the magic bullet that is secretly found. It's just all of a sudden found on the gurney okay. and it's perfectly intact. It's supposed to be the bullet that went through fragmented bone, yeah. went this way, that way, that way, this way, hit the other. Was it the governor? I don't know. Governor I don't Conley? Know. I don't know that, or, uh, that much about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of, there's also photos of very weird men that were under the bridge or whatever, like towards the grassy knoll. Me personally, Lee Harvey Oswald was a Manchurian candidate. Like, a, you know, mm-hmm. um, what do they call it? Uh... The the mind warping uh, program, why can't I think of it? It starts like with the uh, MK Ultra. Oh, so okay. he was MK Ultra. He also has ties to like uh, was it Russia? Like training in the special forces there and stuff like know. it's crazy, bro. I think Lee Harvey Oswald was MK Ultra. I do think it was CIA, and I do think it was the mob because the mob was, dude, they were tied into every aspect of government back then. Yeah. And there's things JFK was just doing. He just wasn't meant to do. So it's almost like that is, it's it's right in front of our face. It mm-hmm. is the Illuminati, okay? But they're elected officials. It's not really the Illuminati, but it's just people in power. Right, yeah. Just... That are threatened to lose power. Mm-hmm. And they go, no, 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 no. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, bro. Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it's that's the thing. Like, any anything like that, you can always just go as far down it as you want. Or well, yeah, because these know. people are very good at what they do. Right. Of course, we're not gonna find out yeah. truly. I mean, and we, that's what scares me, though, because some people like people weren't tried, convicted, and never will be. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. We go back to the ignorance is bliss thing, right? You just, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. You you become a little familiar with it and you let it go. But you also don't want to become a citizen in Cuba right now where they're screaming freedom Mm -hmm. against communism. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they got, they got no way to defend themselves. I mean, let's go back to like Fidel Castro's Cuba when they were eating horses. Was it, uh, they were eating their like children and stuff, bro. Like look into that crazy shit because people were starving, bro. And you're seeing that in North Korea now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but at the same time, like, look what happened to Cuba after that. You know, like they kind of start started taking off, and people mm. were a lot better there. 
Um, but hoping that so it's like the ebb and flow. Korea. You see mm-hmm. the struggle break free through a renaissance, and yep. then more of that's, that. That's happened in every country uh, ever. <laughs> I fear that we're entering that age. I, you know, not necessarily that because we still have our Second Amendment, mm-hmm. and that Second Amendment is powerful, it more powerful be. than you could ever imagine. Yeah. Because at the end of the day. They're not just going to freely come in and take you out of your house because you spoke against the government when they know you're locked and loaded. I mean, right. that's just how it is. And, and they don't want a bloodbath. They, do they don't want a bloodbath. Like, I mean, why would they come into your house to take you to begin with? You know, like if they were wanting to. Like, I don't know. I just lock, I lock always go back to the Nazis, bro. Yeah, true. They truly just I mean, if you were a Jew, mm-hmm. 6.4 million of you, it's over. They're coming for you. Well, you'd gonna, have to also worry about your fellow citizens, too, because but that's that, the that thing. issue. In, but in even Germany. the Germans, they went in, and they went in on good citizens' houses and ripping the floors up and yeah. everything. I mean, just to look for someone that they place blame on. Yeah. I mean, it's a scary time. But enough of that, bro. I don't want to get too conspiracy on you. I'm sorry. But we got to go there, baby. This is deliriously <laughs> intriguing, and you know we're going to go deep, deep waters. So come ready, come prepared for this show. I want to end it on South Korea again, bro. Okay. There's a thing where these kids go to these video game labs, you know. There's just computers everywhere, mm-hmm. and they go in and they play video games for hours on end. Have you heard of, like, Korean zombies? Where these kids play video games to the point of death. I have not heard about that, but I would love to hear about it if you know anything about it. <laughs> Literally. That's crazy. There's, you know, arcades and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like got Fortnite, whatever you want, Warzone, this or that. And they go in, energy drinked up, and there are real instances of kids that go in and play these video games, bro, locked in. Because this is South Korea. You think we like video games. Oh, yeah. Bro. Been to quite a few arcades over there, so, yeah. so just share that, though. I mean, you got to see the arcade yourself. What's that like? What's the culture like with video games, with technology? I mean, it's got to be way more advanced than it is here, right? I would say so. Um, I mean, so their their arcades take like what you think an arcade is in in the United States and like throw it on some steroids times two. It's just a lot a lot more fun to be honest. Like their, yeah. their arcade games are so involved and and just uh, the technology there is crazy. Just played a, a baseball like arcade game. But you're probably thinking it, you know, at home, like, oh, you know, like you, a ball falls down, you hit it. No, this is a like a batting cage inside of an arcade. Like, but it was a video game. So there'd be like these things that you hit with this baseball bat. And it, it's for, probably from here. I don't know, probably like a good, good 20 feet away in an arcade. Like, and like we're video games everywhere and stuff. And there was, but all you're actually of, swinging. Yes. A full bat. Yeah. You have a bat. Yes. But the ball is electronic. It, so it, it's the, a hologram. The machine's tracking the ball and stuff, and then you hit it, and you have to hit it in certain so spots. So it's a physical yeah. ball. Yeah, physical. Oh ball. shit! Um, I thought that was kind of crazy, and there was a, there's always all kinds of things like that in these. these that reminds arcades. me of like the PGA store for golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got fitted for my TaylorMade uh, afterburner mm-hmm. uh, driver, your driver, yeah. you go in and and you actually hit a real ball, but then it goes into a simulation. Yep. They tell you how far. I ain't gonna lie, I hit 270, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I can I can hit the fuck out of the ball. But uh so so you got batting cages. Yeah, it's like it's kind of the high score and all that. Like, it's all like computer screens and stuff too, though. Like which is really weird to me because you're hitting a ball, but I don't know. It's hard, hard so to So it's explain. like a top golf, but better. Yes. 
but with a baseball. Hell um, yeah! But it's in a arcade, <laughs> like in a That's building. Badass. And it's I don't know. It was, that was some crazy things like that, but. Um, so you never heard of these kids that they become uh, literal. You never heard Korean zombie. I've never seen them either. <laughs> there's U- there's a UFC fighter. He goes by Korean zombie, but that's a play on the word of like legitimately. There are kids that went in and die, bro. Got you. Because okay. they game for like three or four days straight. They do that in America. Yeah. But like over there, when you're in that, did you ever watch Percy Jackson or read the books? I think I'm done. The Lightning that. Thief. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's about Olympus, the gods. Mm-hmm. There's a place they go, the Lotus Club in Vegas. When you go in, they give you these lotus flowers. Mm -hmm. And you're eating these cookies, eating these cookies, and it's like a drug. And it makes you just go, whoa, and then you start playing the gambling and the games and all this stuff. Before you know it, years have passed. They're they're coming across guys from the 60s and stuff. And they're like, what? And, like, they never left. Yeah. Like, you get sucked into, obviously, it's just... You know, a play on on the the funniness of uh, you know Greek gods, Greek mythology, and stuff yeah. uh, with the lotus flower. But dude, that is a very real threat. I've faced it myself. I've had twelve hour streams and stuff. But then you feel the physical consequences, and you're right. like, I gotta go to bed. You have to make your own decision, right? Like, be, but that's my yeah. thing is I'm in my I'm in my own bedroom. I can just lay in my bed. Yeah. If you're in that lab, bro, it's like these kids are really getting the lotus flower. It's called video games for them, I guess. Being monster yeah. energy. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you ever, you know Ninja, the streamer? I actually do he not follow He was huge on Fortnite. Any, any, like, gaming streamers. It's weird to see his just kind of, man, I don't want to say downfall, but kind of. Mm-hmm. And it's just every day he's on them energy drinks and bags of chips and streaming, streaming, streaming. And dude, through the years, you've just seen his face get eyes get sunk in. Oh, you need sleep, <laughs> dude. It's incredible. But these guys are making millions, millions playing yeah. video games, so they don't stop. Well, it's kind of like we talked about earlier. Like, even the good things can have downfalls, and even the bad things can have good things attached to them, right? I mean, he's making millions of dollars and playing video games. What he thought he was loving, but now it's tearing his body apart. So. Mm. There's always consequences to everything. No so what, what was do. the coolest piece of, say, advertising or just technology that you did see in South Korea? Was it oh, the phones? It was, it was phone service. Phone service? Phone service. You, 5G? You have 5G everywhere, and it's not no bullshit American 5G. It's like, and even if you have, like, regular LTE, it is lightning fast. And everything there is unlimited. So you get a phone plan. You're not paying $100, $200 for a phone. You're paying like $30 US dollars for a unlimited, actually unlimited plan that you have 5G or just regular LTE and you can hotspot off that thing. And I'm telling you, lightning fast. Like as fast as you, That's as incredible. fast as I've ever seen. <clears throat> Did you plan. ever feel, and there's a lot of fears with 5G. I don't believe it because they've said 5G is less harmful than just your Radio waves already going through the air. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like a smaller waveform, I think. Then, like, we're already... Radio waves are, like, huge. Right. right? We've had radio waves around for a long time. I, I don't think there's any... So you never personally felt anything weird? No. Just no. to... Because I'm sure somebody's going to watch this. That's a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. That's like, 5G, 5G. But you lived in it. Mm-hmm. You were there. Well, we had an anchorage, too. And you've never... Anchorage. What? Yeah, anchorage. What the Alaska. hell, Alaska? Yeah. Not in Fairbanks. No running water, but we got 5G, baby. <laughs> not in Fairbanks. And all, and so you can share your your video of getting eaten alive by a grizzly before you die. Lightning you, fast. Lightning fast. So you got you got a few moments while he's eating your ass. And then That's you're out. Yep. 
with that bear spray uh, seasoning. Yep. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay shows up to yeah. cook you, finish it's... you off. <laughs> hey, Come back in your eyes. You're not even times are tough that. out here on the last frontier, Bubba. Mm -hmm. Okay, so lastly, what about the craft beer, dude? I, I knew you were out there drinking crazy drinks, bro. In you South sent Korea? me video. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You sent me videos with this like South Korean older guy, and he's got a jar with like bugs in it. And oh, I was yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I was genuinely worried for you, bro. Uh, yeah. Well, over there, I mean, I just tried to, like, talk to as many, like, locals, if you want to call them that, as possible. Like, anywhere I went, you know, if they spoke English, I would try to talk to them and stuff, you know? Because, I mean, they have Was such... English, uh, was that popular there, or was it... For the of... most part, um, you know, that's, that's a... It's kind of, I guess, looked well upon if you speak English um, in Korea. Like, if you learn English, because... A lot of places in, in Korea are westernized and stuff, and English is a very is the Western language for the most part. So they, you know, if you could speak English, then you were probably better off, I guess. So a lot of people would learn it. But I would try to talk. To, if I knew they speak, spoke English, I would just talk to them about stuff, and you know, and just see what their what their thoughts are on things and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, kind of the kind of what you you were explaining to them the, about the the jar with the hornets in it, which those were the uh, those murder hornets, which were a thing last year, right? That everyone's freaking out about. That's want to get murdered. <laughs> that's what was in that. That's incredible. So we would take shots of it. It would be like soju, which is a see soju. That's incredible. I have a, a buddy yeah. that's stationed in South Korea right now. He's a streamer I play with mm -hmm. by the name of Draken. Oh, nice. Shout out if you're watching this, bro. Thank you for your service as well. And I was like, oh, dude, is that sake? I love sake because. And he was like, no, this is soju. And I had no idea. I was like, oh, I feel like an idiot. So I have yet to try soju. I don't know where to find it. You couldn't. I actually saw it at Specs uh, when I was in there a couple, couple days Man. ago. So you can get some. No, I feel like an idiot. They don't have any of the good sojus, though. Like, they have the regular just No murder soju. hornets. No. I want murder that, hornets. He made where that can himself. He, he, he captured. He had a, uh, a bee farm somewhere nearby and those hornets right that was they get in there and they kill all the bees so he would kill the murder hornets and put them in the soju thing and then he would just serve it to people like is so, there regulation on that no dude there's few regulations on things like that in south korea they're just like yeah you guys just have fun drink what you want eat what you want we don't really care the venom might make you a little drunk well i mean they, they might kill you they serve dog there so, I mean, you can eat dogs in South Korea. Oh, bro. But it's only one type of dog. That's a, that's a misconception. Not, I didn't know this was Vietnam, bro. They're not taking dogs off the street. It's, it's a certain type of dog that's raised for slaughter. Certain kind of dog makes it better. I think it's called Gagogi is oh. the name of it. Yeah, I'm going to cook Ravenna later. We're going to have a nice filet of cat. But they grow... <laughs> Dude, the first time I ever saw it, I was actually going down a back alley. And their alleys are a lot different than ours, where there's still businesses facing the alley. <laughs> so, and they had this freezer out front, and I was, you know, we're just walking by. It's kind of close, like, you know, probably like, I don't know, probably 10 feet apart. So you can't drive a car down or anything, but you can walk down it. And I look over in this clear freezer, and I see a frozen dog. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, Bro, yeah. I've seen terrible videos online, though, where they boil like beat dogs and boiled oh, them like alive that. in other countries it's not like that here no please tell me it ain't like that. no it's just like a cow like you raise a cow a certain cows up this is a certain breed of dog that they raise to eat it's not just Do they any horse? type of dog nope no i actually didn't see any horses in inside thank Korea. god because that's majestic man don't no. eat the horse bro uh 
But to eat a dog, bro. I didn't ever. I that's never man's ate. best friend, bro. Yeah, I never ate it. I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was. Oh, that just don't seem right. I ate the murder horn. The but. one <laughs> animal that will love you to death when you come home. I have cats. Love them. It ain't a dog. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Ravenna's. She's like a dog, man. She really loves me. But I think if you treat them right, mm -hmm. a lot of people. I don't think you treat your cats right. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. But, uh, you know, because they already have the assumption, oh, cats are cats. They hate me. That ain't true, bro. My cats love me. They they won't leave Lily alone. No. <laughs> so um, that's incredible. Yeah. So you never tried the dog? No, thank God. Dude, I'd I have could, to try I, it. I'd have to try it. It's probably a little stringy. Well, you have to search for it. That's the thing because it's it's becoming a thing that's less common there. Um, it's, you know, it's from a, a part in Korea's history that's kind of slowly dying out. So you have to actually search for this stuff. Oh, it's, it's not, from the generation that supports America. It's from it's from the generation that was like starving, um, you know, and like not so well off in the fifties and. 60s. Okay, I instantly want to take back my laugh instantly, because that's terrible. Well, I mean, was they, that solely because of the Korean War itself? Or? That, that was part of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know the history there. There's so. actually a lot of cuisine <laughs> in Korea that is very influenced by American soldiers, um, like the Korean Army soup. It was actually, uh, that, that stuff's delicious, by the way. I don't know the actual Korean name for it, but it's called Korean Army Soup. Um, they would take, like, a lot of the American, like, field rations, and they would take, make their noodles, and then they would take all these random field ration stuff that the Americans were getting and make a soup out of it. And it sounds ridiculous, right? But you, like, the modern-day one is so delicious. It has the right amount of spice to it. It's full-bodied. The noodles are delicious. But yeah, that's what they had to do back then. They were, I mean, the Americans were supplying South Korea with a lot of food, um, and they were just pretty much just the soldiers that had left from the Korean War left all their stuff there. So they were just making do with whatever they had, you know, food-wise and stuff, and eating dogs because they were hungry. They would, you know, eventually they would learn that certain dogs taste better than other dogs. So that's why they only raise one type of dog. I think she heard that I was going to cook her. So she's like, please don't do that, daddy. Yeah. Oh, man, I yeah. love them. I love animals, man. That's the best. It was a, it was a different time back then. They're definitely not like that now. I'm telling you, dude, South Korea is so advanced. But they're murder hoarders. They can die. Yeah. Like a murder yeah. hornet. Yeah. I was still waiting on us to get an infestation of them. Did you ever hear that in the news? No, Murder I, Hornets on the rise. Yeah, yeah, a, there were like two. <laughs> yeah, you should have put them in some soju. It's delicious. <laughs> hey, the real threat is uh, in Florida, man. We got them pythons. We got like crocodiles coming. Mm. And there's, there's, but really it's the pythons, dude. And they're eating our own native gator, oh, uh, yeah. de fauna, deer, mm -hmm. all sorts of things, dude. It's a, it's a serious threat. Yeah. And you know, crazy freaking Floridians, man. <laughs> hey, dude, I went to Florida, met Alex Jones. <laughs> Other than that, like yeah, Florida was one of my favorite places to go. But I was alarmed at how many men had mullets and them them glasses, the big eighties. Dr. Disrespect glasses that are like orange. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. Them Polaroid. She knows what I'm talking it's about. popular now. I don't understand it, man. Yeah. But there were more mullets than I've ever seen. And I said, Florida, this is not a good look. Billy Ray Cyrus has been dead and gone. <laughs> don't break my heart, baby. Because you're breaking my heart, Florida. Yeah. But other than that, Florida is one of the most free states. And you got to respect them for that. Yeah. They didn't give a fuck yeah, about wearing so a mask, free, bro. So free you can bring all these animals in there and let them go and just decimate your actual yeah. population of So wildlife. freedom 
to an extent, is a bad thing. Yeah, it, it just depends. You need regulation. I think some regulations, I think mm. they should be logical and agreed upon, right? Like Yeah, no mullets. <laughs> <laughs> mullets outlawed in 26 countries in Florida I'm surprised tomorrow. you're not rocking one yet, dude. No, well, for one, I can't grow one in the military. Well, you need to change the narrative. I don't think narrative. I would. Anyway, I had a mullet back when I was like 19, something like that. Yeah. Well, I saw oh, pictures so of it. I was like, You've I've already been, been there, done yeah, it. Yeah, I've been, been through there. You guys are, what is this, like 10 years later? <laughs> like... <laughs> Dude, I feel like we're getting old now. Yeah, I'm 29, so I'm definitely on 29, 27, you mm -hmm. got a beautiful daughter. Mm -hmm. Epic, dude. I love it. I love the growth. Still waiting. I, I hit up Renata the other day when we having a baby Zinho or baby Zinho. She said, <laughs> oh, no, baby. I do nothing need the baby. We're still waiting on, we're still waiting on that citizenship. You already know. We're, we're nearing the end of that, though. I hate that she's not here tonight, but, uh, nice. you know, baby girl, baby girl got to work. Yeah. But, dude, uh, so you, while you're in town, how long are you here? I'm here till July 30th. It's uh, July 12th today, so I got like 18 <sighs> more days left. This is bullshit. Okay, so let's make this happen again. Mm -hmm. If you want to come back multiple times, you have another guest you want to bring on, we, yes. can, we can do that. Yes, she, she'll be really Anytime, nice. any night you want to come and do this again, mm -hmm. this was epic. I know y'all love this episode. This is one cultured man right here. Dude, you have so many stories. That's we right. did not even get into Austin City Limits together, no, meeting all. all the celebrities. It, what an incredible time we've had in our friendship, oh, playing sure, shows, sure. hanging out with Sean Franks, jamming with Joey. Dude, I the mean, list goes on, man. That's dude, like, that's this thing never ends. And this is why I even talked to you, bro. I'm going to be waiting for you as soon as you're done. I got plans with you, bro, Dude, and it involves a lot of music. I was, I was telling my girlfriend about that. I was like, man, I'm dead wondering. fucking yeah. serious. Me on too. That. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out a way to make it work. Got to get. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow this podcast up. We're gonna do it together. Do it. And dude, we've always been on a uh, Great Gatsby trajectory together. Mm -hmm. Whether you know it or not, no matter what's ever happened, dude, we keep yeah. coming back together. For sure. And look how beautiful this podcast was. Yeah, I loved I it. it. I know the viewers are gonna love it. I'm dropping this one next. I know I had other ones filmed. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to get those edited as well. But this one was special to me. Got my bro in town just for a little bit. So oh, yeah. we got to make the most of it, dude. Austin, any closing remarks, man, before we uh, end this thing? Nothing off the top of my head, but hey, I'm sure it'll. I'll well, think let's of just let's just leave them with a the message they could take home, man. We talked about mental awareness. We mm -hmm. talked about the great outdoors, the last frontier, keeping the world clean. Mm -hmm. We talked about the differences in cultures and how we could learn from them yep. cultures and bring yep. it back home. How we can respect across the world. Of course. I mean, yeah, those are those are all great points. I mean, they're all in a way tied in together too. So beautiful, beautiful. Well, guys. I ain't even got to get into it, but I'm going to. This is deliriously intriguing. I'm your host, Aaron Mercer. This is Austin Kaplinger serving the great United States of America. And uh, we're going to keep fighting for the liberties, the freedom of speech, and for you. And we're heading out, baby. Peace and love.